Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I know due to your impeccable, very humongous uh, base of people who you can get all kinds of inside skinny from, I'm sure you have gotten all the details of what happened this past Saturday at the Arkansas scrimmage. Uh, don't I wish. Don't I wish. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> was waiting all month to be able to not cover this but uh, you know I'm sure that I'm sure they had their reasons for uh for closing things down and we should find out some stuff I don't know when we'll talk to Sam Pittman yet we they haven't put out the the media schedule for for this coming week but uh, we'll have some access Tuesday and Thursday uh hopefully we'll talk to Sam Pittman on Tuesday and we can get a little more insight than we would from from just players but uh, I think we'll probably have to wait till Thursday before we get an opportunity to talk to him or or I'm not sure how they'll do it maybe they'll maybe they'll open things up Saturday I don't know but based on last weekend I, I bet that they probably will, will keep things closed on Saturday why would you think that is such Trey well I guess maybe there's a little bit more game planning type stuff stuff that they don't want to show I, I don't know exactly why that they why they would close down uh, a scrimmage in in the spring now we've had coaches in the past that just closed down large parts of the spring you know brett bielema when he first got to arkansas he closed down the first several practices and it was like it never even happened which i thought was kind of a a bad move from a pr standpoint because the spring football you know it brings some excitement you know you get get guys out back out there start thinking about next year uh, but you know pittman has been good about letting us in for the spring and I can understand some stuff this day and age anyway with you know not letting us into practices during the week although I do wish that there was as we move towards the NFL model a little bit more uh, I wish there was things that were like mandated that you know you have to allow media to come to this or that and you know all those kinds of things even injury reports I mean if we're if we're moving to where we're eventually just just going to start paying people I guess but um yeah, I don't. I don't know why they did. They didn't open up the the first scrimmage, but they didn't. I thought. Didn't we hear earlier that this one this Saturday would be open to at least media, maybe even the public? That's uh, the next one. Gonna... The sixteenth. Okay, well, that's the that's the game. That's the last one, right? Well, no. There. So. It's just weird this year. Garth Brooks has messed everything up. Oh, that's right. The twenty, the twenty third is <laughs> yeah. the last one. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, twenty third is, is the last okay. one. Sixteenth is the is fan the most day. Most realistic yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess Coach Pittman and staff wants to go to Garth Brooks. That's well, of course. Yeah. I'm going to Garth Brooks. I think everybody oh, yeah. is. Yeah, everybody. Well, seventy six thousand people. Have they sold seventy six thousand tickets? <laughs> I think there might be an area that's that's closed off, but there's also uh, seating on the field. So yeah. maybe there's more. I, I think it's, Are they sold, it's out? sold out. Yeah. I'm no so. kidding. Wow. I believe so. 76,000? Well, I don't know. I don't know. There's 76,000 seats in the stadium. 
Well, so no. I don't know if they're – but and they're also putting, you know, chairs on the field, and it's supposed to take a whole week for them to, to set it up. That's why, you know, they're they're doing the fan day then instead of well, later be because they will have time crowd. to set the stage up. But if record you, crowd for a concert in Arkansas. I mean, sure. if, you, um, if you have an extra ticket, I'd be happy to go with you. I bought ten tickets. That's the max that they let me buy, and they're already spoken for. I'm sorry. You bought ten <laughs> tickets. Wow. Well, what about your drive time, guys? Man, holy cow! <laughs> well, you guys didn't hit me up. Wow. <laughs> Is it? I, I hate to ask a question like this on the air. And uh, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But what does a ticket to that go for? To if you're um, a stadium concert. To be honest with you, I bought it so long ago. I'm not 100 percent sure what it was. Okay. Just, I'm just curious what a concert at a football stadium costs these days. Yeah, I'm not. I can't remember what what it was exactly, but uh, I mean they weren't they weren't the cheapest thing I ever bought. No, they're not. Uh, you know, if you go to a concert at the Amp, which is for those in not Northwest Arkansas, it's a yeah. Walmart Amp in North in Rogers, and they bring in some good, high quality entertainment. Oh yeah, those those tickets aren't cheap either, but they're not like the Rolling Stones or anything. Mm-hmm. I was over by Bentonville, Bella Vista area, and I drove by the amp, and I was just thinking, I was trying to remember the last concert I went to there, but it was pre-COVID. So I saw Chicago there last summer. They were good. You know, we've had uh, at War Memorial Stadium some outdoor concerts. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to, I don't think. Eagles, uh, Elton John, Billy Joel. Those. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stones. We had a country deal that started at 1130 in the morning. And I want to say, I don't know if George Strait was the final act or not. He didn't come on until 8 o'clock. And I was with the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame at the time. And I got a call a couple of weeks out, or talking to Coach Stillman. And he says, um, the the nonprofit that was going to man the beer gardens canceled on him uh, because of insurance purposes. I said, Coach, we're a nonprofit. And so we we jumped right in there. It was a heck of a deal. Uh, we, We never turned the spigots off. I mean, we poured beer all day long and i want to say we we made about fifty six thousand out of that wow it was a heck of a day (laughs) wow uh for what it's worth rick um i spent in excess of a hundred dollars a ticket to go to simmons arena to the pbr the professional bull riders event is that right yeah some of those bucks to watch a guy ride a cow. A bull. Okay. A bull excuse no, he, me. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's a bull, but no kidding. I didn't know cow. rodeo was. I didn't. You know, I didn't know rodeo cows. was that expensive. And the place, the place was pretty well sold out. He, and that's Rick, that's he, like rodeo, right? Rick, he paid. Yes. He paid to watch the cowboy get thrown off. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> Great, goodness. And uh, CBS was there. CBS uh, Network was there. Really? Televised yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. CBS is big on bull riding. Yeah. yeah. CBS Sports. Not, I mean, not, yeah, CBS Sports, not the CBS Sports. Oh, we think okay. Of yeah. On the CBS channel. Now, it, may, CBS. it may have aired at one time on the CBS channel. I know it was the CBS Sports Network that was so there. Did you enjoy the event? I absolutely did. Yes. No kidding. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It, uh, I mean, you you try to under—I know we're not talking. Snoring Bob and all the others, we're not talking about Razorback sports. For just no, a moment, but, okay, bear with us. 
but it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, Randy before, uh, before Rick says it, that was a lot of bull. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was a lot of bull. <laughs> I, I refrained. I, that was that was too. Oh, too I knew easy. it was coming, Rick. I knew it yeah. was coming. Right. Okay, let's see. What can I turn my attention to to get this back on focus? Uh, the depth chart, because uh, I always love to look at the depth chart and ask Trey all kinds of questions involving the depth chart, and that would lead up to this next question. Uh, that is, Trey, what would you expect to change coming out of the scrimmage? Because I realize you didn't get to see any of it, but based out of the scrimmage, how, what, where do you see could be the potential movement on the depth mm-hmm. chart? Maybe that's a better way to say it or ask it. Yeah, well, there's a few things that, first of all, we would expect them to go to a four-man front this week also, and then probably the last third of spring ball mix it up a little bit between three and four-man. But that's that's going to change a lot because you lose a safety, you add a defensive lineman. So uh, where do they go? Do they do they move Torian Carter up with the first group? Do they slide Eric Gregory in and maybe move Jashad Stewart out, you know, to a starting end spot? So uh, there's a lot of different ways that they could go with that. I'll tell you what I feel – needs to happen is Jaden Hazelwood needs to probably move up with the first group at some point. And the reason I say that is not because he's, you know, doing all this stuff that the other guys aren't or, you know, somebody else who's with the starting group isn't doing something. The reason is because I think we all see that Jaden Hazelwood is the guy that we're expecting to fill in for a lot of the production that was lost by Traylon Burks. And what I see right now with spring ball is K.J. Jefferson and his wide receivers, they go out there with the first-team offense, and then you know Malik Hornsby comes in with the second-team offense, and that includes Jaden Hazelwood. So it feels like to me, and I, I get the whole process of, you know, you, you just came in here, you got to earn your starting spot. I get all that. Um, but what I would like to see is for those guys to start developing some chemistry together and – being in the same unit and to start start working that out a little bit and maybe they have you know behind the scenes during you know this close scrimmage maybe they did that some but feels like that's something that might need to happen eventually and I think that we'll see that probably too with some of the other transfers eventually as well we saw it with Dwight McLaughlin uh, on Thursday he was rolling with the first group they'd move Kari Johnson to back up middle safety they needed a little, little bit more depth there a little more experience and that's nothing against Anthony Brown I think they like him but he is just a true freshman and he's the backup middle safety so um, you know Kari provides some experience you know as a guy who's been playing for a while so that's why that move was made and, uh, so I would expect maybe Latavius Brini at some point to start pushing a little bit for some time somewhere. Um, you know, I mentioned Hazelwood. McLaughlin's already done it. Um, you know, eventually Landon Jackson, I think we'll probably see him push when he gets healthy. But Drew Sanders would be another one. You know, when do we start seeing maybe Drew Sanders move up? And he's been dealing with a bit of a hamstring issue also. So those are probably the, the key areas I would point to, Randy, is when do the transfers – you know, start moving. I mean, these guys were all highly coveted transfers, uh, four stars, some of them former five-star recruits coming out of high school, and they didn't transfer to Arkansas, you know, to play second team, you know. So, um, but again, you have to, you can't just give them a spot. They have to earn the spot. So, so we'll see. But that, those would be the main moves I would, I would expect to see. Eventually, if not, if not, you know, tomorrow, then at some point this spring, that's what you would like to see ideally. 
Time to check the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Have you tried banking with Cube? Cutting edge technology. Classic customer service. Only at First Arkansas Bank and Trust. This uh, from the Hogman the Intruder is tied in the second hardest position to evaluate behind quarterback. Seems like most of the highly rated tight ends we brought in haven't panned out. Hmm. Trying to think of the highly rated tight ends. Uh, you know, Hudson hasn't, you know, lived up to what his recruiting ranking was. There's still plenty of time for him, too. But, and a lot of that's been injuries. But who are the other tight ends? I mean, Hunter lived up to his advanced billing. He did. Hunter Henry? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. They've had a lot of, they, they had a lot yeah, that wasn't like a – I wasn't being sarcastic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I sounded that way. Oh, okay. No, he definitely did. Um, I'm trying to think of all the, you know, the tight ends that didn't live up to their their billing. But um, anyway, Hudson still has time. And they're bringing in some really highly regarded tight ends in the next class. They have uh, Tyrus Washington who came in in the current class who's who's looked good out there. So I don't know that anybody's like – you know, any I don't I wouldn't say any of the tight ends on the roster aside from Hudson were like really highly touted. You know, as recruits, they're they're all good players, but I wouldn't say any of them are like. I mean, none of them are four stars. Aaron right? Outley, he was a three star. Yeah, Aaron was a three star. Another guy that's you know he had a, a knee injury coming in and you know had to play his way back into shape, so he got off to a pretty late start. I mean, Colin Sutherland was. It was kind of a guy that they reached out to late when they had lost out on some other tight ends during the transition period between Chad Morris and and, and Sam Pittman. So I'm not I'm not sure who the uh, the highly touted tight ends are that aren't panning out. Uh, maybe it's uh, again Hudson Henry that maybe yeah. you're thinking about, and I think if if there were if you wanted to maybe find a position that Arkansas has had difficulty bringing the highly regarded guys in, but then being able to convert that uh, on-field production would be the split in, uh, the wide receiver position. Right. That would probably be a more accurate uh, question because Arkansas brought in several highly regarded wide receivers over the years. And, you know, out of all the ones that they brought in under Chad Morris, really only Traylon Burks, really panned out out of that group. Um, you know, Trey Knox is doing some good things at tight end now, but he hasn't, you know, he wasn't at wide receiver what he was when we, what we thought he would be when when he was recruited to Arkansas. But he's he looks like he's on the verge of having a nice year as a senior at tight end. He's, he's put on some good weight. Now he's been out. He's been in concussion protocol. He was involved in a car accident, so he didn't practice last week, but I would expect him to be back out there this week. And he's on his way to getting to about 250 pounds. But that might be a more accurate statement if we're talking about wide receivers in terms of guys just coming here that are highly regarded that, that just haven't panned out. I mean, uh, you know, Shamar Nash is one. Um, uh, what was the wide receiver? He went to Memphis. There was a wide receiver that that ended up transferring to SMU. Uh, so there's there's been a few of those um, that just haven't. And Keetron Jackson was highly regarded too, but I think Keetron's going to be okay. I think he'll end up being a good player for him. Well, when you look at the names that are there now, Keith Ron Jackson, Jaden Wilson, 
Warren uh, Thompson came in as a transfer. He wasn't necessarily recruited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the verdict obviously is a long way from being known on Quincy McAdoo. And who am I leaving out? Um, Jaqueline Crawford transferred in. Jaqueline was a former four-star recruit. Warren Thompson was a former four-star recruit. Um, Bryce Stevens was was pretty him. well regarded. He wasn't a four-star, but he was a well-regarded prospect. Uh, Jaden Wilson was a little bit farther down. I mean, Jaden, if Jaden, you know, had a you know good career at Arkansas, he would probably exceed what he was rated as a recruit. He was somewhere around like 800 or something nationally, so not exceedingly highly rated, but um, you know, a quality level recruit, I guess. So, and then you got a converted quarterback in Landon Rogers. So yes, really should not be in some regards, I would think, uh, be included in that initial mix of wide receivers being recruited to Arkansas. He's converted. Let's talk to Bill. Bill, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do, gentlemen. This is Bill from Blyville. Always a pleasure. Uh, Are you from Arkansas or Blyville or Blyville? Yeah, I, you know that. Nashville. It's my alter ego. I'm gonna. T- I told you one time who I'm really from, but I, I, my alter ego is Bill from Blyville, so we'll just stick with that because it's okay. cleaner. Okay. But, um, you know, a lot of people I've heard, especially on the show before y'all, uh, they're kind of iffy spotty, you know. You get a lot of good information, but not like you gentlemen. And so, Trey, sir, you are the master, I believe, of you know, information that you can place a bet on at Oklahoma if you wanted to or with the bigs in Vegas. But um, I just want to ask you a personal question. It might not okay. be too personal, but uh, who do you think is going to be the most successful this next sporting year, the football team or the basketball team? And I'll just make a quick statement. I think mm-hmm. they're both going to be. I hope what they just accomplished because the Razorback football team, is, I believe they have an 8-4 and four in them, but you know more about the incomings than I do. And I know you know, nobody probably knows about the portal and everything coming up with uh, the must bus and everything coming in this next year, but just touch on what you think, if they'll be equal to what we've had, because I'm so happy with both of them. Or if they will feed our expectations, gentlemen, and I will shut up and honorably listen. Y'all have a good evening, and I'm tuning in. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I mean, it's going to be hard for the football team to outdo a national championship in basketball. Ah, I go like basketball. It. Wow. <laughs> Stan, are you basket. listening? You listening, Stan? Van Halen. National championship. Jump. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got to have some luck along the way. I get that. But they got as good a shot as anybody, I think, in basketball. Now, having said that, in football, you know, you might need a piece here in the middle of that defensive line, okay? You, you know, another a big body guy that you feel like is going to win most of the battles that he goes up against. If you, you know, find anybody close to John Ridgeway, something like that. I just think that they have a shot in football to put up a 10 win regular season. I think they have a shot at it. It's not going to be easy. Again, you need some balls to bounce your way and stuff. But when I look at this schedule, I mean, should I be worried for Arkansas going to Auburn? I mean, Auburn looks like a, a bit of a mess to me. You know, LSU and Fayetteville, 
they look like a mess right now. You know, they're starting over with a new coach. Um, you know, Ole Miss is coming to Fayetteville without Matt Corral. They'll have Dart, who's you know a former five-star recruit. Um, you got to go to Starkville. They're certainly squared away at quarterback, but Arkansas's kind of had their number here lately. I like Arkansas's team better, straight up. Although last year was a was a close one. Um, you know, even even if you say they lose. Alabama and Texas A&M, both of those would probably be, to me, the toughest games on the schedule, uh, and they're back-to-back. You know, you get Mississippi State right after that, and so that's a that's a pretty tough three-game stretch, so it could probably hinge on, on how that three-game stretch goes. But, you know, South Carolina's ticking upward, and but I still think Arkansas is a program's ahead of them, and they get them in Fayetteville. Cincinnati is a good program. That's going to be a tough game. But they get them in Fayetteville, and they will have a new quarterback. Same with Liberty. They'll have a new quarterback. I just I think Arkansas has got a shot to really do some damage next year in football. But I think it probably will pale in comparison to what the basketball team does. Like it. Like it. Jumping out there. Like it. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's TreyMediaHogsports.com right, being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.